new viewing data from Netflix shows that it does not conform to the 90-10 rule. Other data shows that ad revenue is already making an impact, despite what executives say. Listen on to learn more. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media. And today is December 14th, 2023. This week, we're going to spend a little bit of time with Netflix. Uh, There's been some really interesting data released in the last couple of days that I want to review with you. First, Netflix gave us details on its viewing, which titles are the most popular which actually gives us a lot of insight into other areas of the company. And there's also been other data which gives us a pretty good idea of how well Netflix ad-supported tier is doing in the market. But first... This week's TV OT Connect on Thursday, December 14th at 11am is focused on what's ahead in 2024. John Geigengack of Hub Entertainment and Tim Hanlon of the Vertair Group will join Tracy and me to discuss what's ahead for SVODs, AVOD, traditional pay TV, TV advertising and more in 2024. Be part of the conversation and share what you think will happen in the industry next year. Join us and be visible, be heard, network and learn at this live only free session. And if you missed it, consider becoming a member of TVOT Connect. There's no better way to supercharge your industry network. And we'll be back in 2024 with lots of new events so that you can keep learning and keep making those connections. Point your browser to itvt.com forward slash TVOT forward slash connect. That's itvt.com forward slash TVOT forward slash connect and there you'll be able to get lots more details but hopefully we will have seen you on thursday december 14th at 11 a.m pacific now back to the podcast Netflix has been giving us some limited insight into the performance of content in its service with its weekly top 10 list and more occasionally its most popular list No other SVOD service really provides the same level of detail that Netflix does, but it is still very, very limited. And it looks like the company has decided to go quite a bit further. Now, this is likely prompted by the resolution of the writers and actors strike. I think one of the things that Netflix promised to do was to provide viewing data so that the actors and writers can assess the value of the content that's been, that's uh, carried on the service to assess things like residual value. So the company published viewing data for the first half of 2023 for the 18,000 or so titles that attracted more than 100,000 hours of viewing. At the top of the list was The Night Agent Season 1 with about 812 million hours of total viewing. Next came Ginny and George Season 1 with 665 million. And then The Glory and Wednesday took the third and fourth spots. 
Now, while it's interesting to see which are the popular titles, and I urge you to go find that list. In fact, there'll be a link on my site with this posting. So if you want to find that spreadsheet with all of that data, you can just come there and uh, click on that link and download the spreadsheet. While that's interesting, you can glean a lot more information by a little bit of analysis of that data. And the first thing was, I don't know about you, but I've always walked around in my head with this rule of thumb in our business that 90% of the viewing accrues to the top 10% of titles. That's just a reflection of, you know, the latest titles are usually the most popular and people really tend to be focused on those. So much of the content in a library goes relatively unused. Well, after my analysis of that spreadsheet data, it looks like that equation equation doesn't quite work for Netflix. I looked at the top 1,800 titles, that's 10%, and by my calculations, they attracted about 70% of the viewing on the service. To get to 90%, you have to encompass the top 24% of titles not 10%. So this data actually suggests that the company is doing a good job helping people find other things other than the most popular titles to watch on the service. And it also suggests that the company is doing a pretty good job in providing shows and movies that people actually watch. Uh, and actually, I re- I just recently I published a piece which talked about effective catalog size, ECS. And what this measures, and Netflix actually pioneered this measure, is it measures the proportion of a catalog, the number of titles rather in a catalog that an individual viewer watches. The higher that number, the more titles in the catalog a person is viewing. So if you'd like to learn more about ECS, why don't you check out uh, the Endscreen Media's opinion page on the website and just look for the piece, Exclusive Data Shows Deeper Engagement Results in Lower Churn. That's Exclusive Data Shows Deeper Engagement Results in Lower Churn. There you can learn a lot more about ECS. So anyway, it looks like Netflix subscribers have a higher ECS than many other services. Another thing that pops out from this data, amazingly, Netflix delivered almost a billion hours of entertainment in the first half of 2023. So if you crank the numbers, we can actually calculate how many hours each individual subscriber streamed per day uh, during that period. And I did that. Uh, the average, there was an average of about 234 million paying subscribers during that period. So if you divide all of that out, what you get is two hours and 12 minutes. And I can tell you that's an average across all of Netflix's subscribers. I would say that the US, we watch a lot more TV than many other markets. So it's probably higher than that. I would say that the engagement we see on Netflix content is likely much, much higher than just about any other SVOD out there. So really great engagement. Again, another endorsement of 
Netflix ability to help us find content and make content that we want to watch. So let's take a stop a minute and take a look at advertising. How many people are actually watching the advertising on Netflix? Well, the company launched its ad tier back in November of 2022. So it's just one year old and appears to me at least to be progressing pretty well. In May, the company said it had 5 million monthly active users. By November, it said it had tripled that total to 15 million monthly active users. So there is a lot to unpack with this number before we can really understand it. So I think we should spend a moment to do that. Firstly, 15 million monthly active users is not the same as 15 million subscribers. The company's not stated how many of its 246 million paid subscribers are watching ads. And it is incredibly difficult to figure out how many are from monthly active users. And that's because Maus, M-A-U's, there's no standard for calculating them. And Netflix really hasn't detailed how it is calculating its monthly active users. Now, it should be simple, right? It should be just the number of people that are watching with ads. Well, how do you count that? Well, they could be saying it's the number of unique profiles that are watching with ads, right? They probably know how many profiles have been set up inside each account, so they can multiply that number out by the number of accounts uh, that have ads, that have subscribed with ads. But that doesn't really work because not everybody has set up their own profile and many homes, I bet, haven't set up any profile. So they're all watching under the same profile. So it's all blended together. So that's out. But even if everybody had created their profile, you still can't say for sure how many people are watching because people very often watch TV together. And to account for that, we apply what's called a co-viewing multiple. So maybe you, you multiply the number of viewers you see by 1.2 or 1.3 or 1.4 to try and account for the fact that people are watching at the same time. Well, this clearly means that we do not really know what 15 million monthly active users means. And what we can say for sure is that it does not mean 15 million subscribers. One of the things we can say is that new subscribers are probably the ones that are signing up to watch with ads. A lot of these new subscribers be, are being driven by the introduction of paid sharing. Uh, a lot of those people that have been booted off of their shared accounts now are signing up at the lower tier. Uh, and Craig Peters, Netflix co-CEO, said in the last earnings call that the majority of people on the ad tier were actually new signups. There's not been many people who are switching from an ad-free plan to an ad-supported plan. And I've got a feeling that most of the 15 million monthly active users, whatever that means, are probably in the USA and Canada. Uh, and the reason I say that is because the ad tier and paid sharing have both been available, both were both introduced the longest ago in 
the US and Canada. So they have most time to be impacted by those two things. And actually, USA and Canada has increased by 4 million subscribers over the last year. So that sounds that certainly falls within the range that I would expect based on this 15 million monthly active users number. So what we can say then is that the number of subscriptions to the ad tier is less than 15 million and probably a lot less. And looking at the UCAN, the USA and Canada 4 million subscriber growth number and what Greg Peters said, I would guess the number is something in the 5 to 7 million range right now. Now, another thing that we got some data on this week was on the um, the value of the ads that Netflix is selling. When the company first launched it at its ad tier, it had extremely high expectations. It was rumored to be asking $60 per thousand ad views or CPM as the industry calls it. By the way, CPM cost, it stands for cost per melee. Uh, that term drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> Why we would be using an Itali- Italian melee term for ads, I don't know. But anyway, CPM is the term and Netflix was offering, was asking $60 per thousand for it. Now, this rate was extremely high, particularly bearing in mind that Hulu, which has been at this ad thing for more than a decade, was receiving only about a third of that. Well, according to eMarketer, Netflix ad rates are on a straight line decline to the industry average. It shows its estimates for what it is receiving over the last year, and it shows declines in every quarter. It says Netflix is now receiving about $47 per thousand ad views at CPMs. While Disney Plus is receiving just a little bit less, $46.64, and Peacock $40, with Hulu increasing a little bit to $25.30. So Netflix is still doing extremely well. It still seems to be commanding the highest CPMs in the industry. But looking at this curve from eMarketer, it doesn't look like it's going to remain the highest for long. It looks like it's heading to the mean, which looks to be in the $35 range. Now, one of the things that Netflix does claim is that ads aren't really making a meaningful contribution to revenue yet. But wait a minute. We've been given a little bit of information here. We know how many supposed monthly active users there are. We know how much how many ads, how much Netflix is getting for ads. We know how much people are viewing. Can't we estimate the number, uh, the the amount of revenue it's earning? Well, I've tried to do that, a sort of back of the envelope calculation where I've assumed that 10 million of the 15 million monthly active users are in the USA and Canada, that each are watching 2.2 hours, which is what that average subscriber was watching. Now, if you assume all that and you take into account that Netflix is showing about four minutes of ads per hour, what you get is about 300 million in ad revenue per month. Now, that's just in the USA and Canada. So there's likely to be a little bit more than that. 
But I will say that this number is probably higher than the actual number. It is a back of the envelope calculation. For example, one of the things that I've assumed here is there's a 100% fill rate. That is, all of the ads that Netflix could have sold, it actually did. And that's not necessarily true most services do not have a 100% fill rate. Netflix is very new at this. So it could be that the fill rate is quite a bit less than 100%. But that said, I still think it's likely that my estimate of 300 million a month in the US is not that far off. And if it's not that far off, that means the company's earning around $900 million per quarter in revenue and saying that is not material is definitely not true because the company earned 8.5 billion in Q3 2023 so that's a 10% bump on the uh, on the revenue in Q3 from advertising so by my calculations the ads are already making a pretty decent contribution to Netflix's bottom line okay so there we are we've caught you up with where netflix is right now and giving you some hints of where it's going in 2024 and i want to just want to say check in early next week i'm going to drop the episode of end the last episode of end screen noise for 2023 on monday i have an interview with the ceo of a company that's making an exciting announcement that comes out on monday about a new entertainment product. I think you're going to really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And I think there's a lot there for you to think about. Um, maybe you can be uh, thinking about different approaches to der- deriving revenue. So anyway, check out that. It drops on Monday. And while you're at it, at the website, why don't you sign up for the newsletter? Uh, it's free and available daily or weekly. This has been Colin Dixon with Endscreen Media, and I'll see you again next week. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.